the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Alright, come with me to the book of James chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. James 5, 17 to 18. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that he might not reign, and he reigned not on the earth, but the space of three years and six months. Somebody say, Elias was a man. Okay, that has been our focus. We are looking at men like us and what they did that made them unique. We are all men, but different men have different habits. And the habits of different men makes them different. What makes people different is not their basic nature. By nature, we are all the same. Somebody say, we are all the same. By nature, we are all the same. Black, white, colored, yellow. We are all the same by nature. But what distinguishes men from men is habit. Somebody say habit. And one of the most important habits that will set you apart from many other people is a habit of prayer. Somebody say the habit of prayer. And if you are going to develop a habit of prayer, you need to learn from people who have prayed before. How they pray and what sustained their prayer life. How come people were able to pray and sustain a life of prayer all their lives? They understood something. They understood prayer in a certain way. And so in this series, we've been looking at Romans chapter 15 and verse number 4. Where the Bible says, whatever was written aforetime was written for our learning. That we through hope and patience of the scriptures might find hope. So we are going through scripture and we are examining certain people who prayed distinct prayers. And we want to draw lessons from their prayer lives and be able to see how we can develop our own lives of prayer. Somebody say an amen. amen. Okay, so we've talked on a few other people. But today we are on continuing on the prayer of Moses. Somebody say the prayer of Moses. Moses' prayer was about one most important thing. Moses came to God. He didn't ask for a house. He didn't ask for a car. He didn't ask for a wife. He didn't ask for a child. He didn't ask for a husband. Moses asked for God. Somebody say, give me you. That's all Moses asked for. He said, as for the car, I have it. As for the house, I have it. Because I think Moses understood that getting God was getting the best. A bottom line. Because when you find God, everything good is in God. Everything good is in God. Why? Because every good and perfect gift coming from above. The Bible said the Lord, he is a son, he is a shield. He will give grace, he will give glory. No good thing would he withhold from them that walk upright. He said, if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? 
shall your heavenly father. Again, in the book of Proverbs, he said, withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thy hand to do good. Somebody say, everything good, everything good. is in God. That's why your greatest quest must be to catch God. Somebody say catch God. Catch God. Uh -huh. And I'm using it very in quote. Catch God. Becoming a God chaser is the best choice any man can ever make in life. Moses was passionate. Passionate about God. He said, if you won't go with me, I don't want to go. And we started exploring some of the things that must have fueled Moses' passion for God. Because he realized that Moses had a lot of things on his side. He didn't necessarily need God as it were. If you look at him by nature, he didn't need God. But he realized that God could give him an upper hand in life. And I pray that you also come to the same revelation. That your greatest need in life is God. You know, somebody said people have need because they don't know what they need. People have need because they don't know what they need. One of the things I'm trying to drive home in this teaching is that it's not your long many prayer points that will set you apart. It's praying the prayer points that matter. Jesus said, for they think that by their many speakings, many speakings, one of the things that undergets their prayer is that they think that the more they speak, the more God will hear them. But that's not it. Jesus said that for they think that in their much speaking, they will be heard. No. Solomon didn't speak much. He said, give me wisdom. He said, ah, you have it. Moses said, go with me. He said, ah, you want me to go with you? I go with you. That is how God will answer you quickly. What is unique about God's presence? We said, one, it guarantees deliverance from trouble. Somebody say it guarantees deliverance from troubles. You see, in this life, you will encounter trouble. Somebody say, I will encounter trouble. Troubles come sometimes by your own invitation. Sometimes by our own foolishness, we invite troubles into our lives. Sometimes by our own mistakes. Sometimes by other people's orchestration. Sometimes by satanically and demonically inspired incidents. Troubles come our way. But whichever way it comes, many shall be the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord shall deliver him from them all. In the captivity, in the challenge you find yourself in, in this service, I speak deliverance for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whether it was by your own mistakes or by someone's mistakes or by whichever means, may the mercy of God bring you out. In the mighty name of Jesus. Receive deliverance from every trouble. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, we said it compensates for our inadequacies. I know my inadequacies. I don't know about you. The fact that you don't know them does not mean that they don't exist. They are there. You have not discovered them, but they are there. There is none of us that has not got one. But when the presence of God comes, it envelops all of that. People don't see you. They see him. That's the difference. You see, when you meet me, you see all my weaknesses. But when you meet the God I carry, <laughs> when you meet the God I carry, the Bible said there is no shadow of ten in darkness whatsoever in him. He dwells in a light that is unapproachable. So when you come with God, your weaknesses are envelopes. His presence eclipses your weaknesses. Human beings cannot see that. 
That's why we said your greatest asset in the journey of life is God's presence. Number three, we said that it does what? It extinguishes fear. Somebody say fear. fear. Say fear. fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. That is fear. False evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R. It is false. It is fake. But it's pretending that it is real. That's what fear is. But when the presence of God is with you, your fears are extinguished. May every fear be extinguished in your life. The fear of death is extinguished. The fear of failure is extinguished. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because thou art with me. Not because I am in some powerful car, but because God is with me. He said, when you go through the fire, the flame shall not kindle over thee. When you pass through the waters, it shall not overflow you. For I am with thee to deliver thee. I see God go with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fear will not have dominion in your life again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number four, God's manifest presence guarantees high favor. Somebody say high favor. favor. It is high favor that makes you a high flyer in life. May you become a high flyer in life. I said, may you become a high flyer in life. There are many people in life, everything good that they get comes to them through self-effort. You deplete all your strength and yet the best things are so far from you. The Bible said, when the angel came to Mary, Luke 128, he said, and the angel came to her, hey, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you. That means God's presence is synonymous to high favor. The Lord is with you. You are highly favored. Highly favored. Highly favored. Highly favored. At 7 verse 10, he says, And the Lord delivered him from all his trouble and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh. Somebody say favor and wisdom. Anybody who matters to your life, may you find favor in their sight. Sometimes you find favor with people who cannot change your life. <laughs> find favor with the Enkatiya seller. No, I trust you. He can't change your life. He can't change your life. <laughs> are you with me here? Yeah. There are people that can change your life. Yeah. Pharaoh could change where Joseph slept. He could change the house and lived in. He could change the wife he had. He could change everything about him. And what he needed in the sight was favor. This season, God will give you favor. Anybody who matters to your destiny, may you find favor in their sight. Favor, 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 favor. Favor makes life colorful and sweet. When favor comes, labor can go to rest. It was Dr. McMedock who said one day of favor is worth a thousand years of labor. Praise the Lord. One day of favor. Favor is what somebody, he slept one night a prisoner, woke up another day, and he was a prime minister. (laughs) That is not a 24 hours transformation. It can only happen by favor. It can only happen by favor. Listen, I believe in the law of process. 
but I believe in the law of fever. The queue can be long if you have to follow process every time. You go to the bank, you join queue. You go to the hospital, we join queue. You, everywhere you go, you join queue. No, no, no. That kind of life is not good. Everywhere you go, you are in queue. You have to jump some places. And the favor of God will make you jump some places. It's amazing that when people succeed, they, they, they now discover 10 steps to success. 20 steps to success. And sometimes, when you are struggling to succeed, when you look at the stairs, and you look at your strength, you are wondering, when shall I? That is where you should remember that the favor of God can step in. When the favor of God steps in, 10 steps become 3 steps. May that become your testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. Take your seat. You can't sweat for everything in life. You can't sweat. You can't sweat for everything in life. You can't. You can't. You can't merit every promotion. You must not merit every promotion. Then you need too many qualifications. <laughs> if you have to qualify for everything. Favor is when they look at you and all the indicators are not in place. They say we don't know why. But I think he should pass. Let him pass. That shall be your testimony. Get ready for favor. I said get ready for favor. Last week we said that favor is one of the things that makes you put requests across and people tell you yes. When high favor is in place, when high favor is present, people can hardly turn your request down. Yeah. The moment you put it, they say yes, you have it as you want it. From this now to the end of the year, you have it as you want it. I said you have it as you want it. Tonight we are looking at God's manifest presence guarantees speed. I need speed. I don't know about you. May God give you speed. May God give you speed. Financial speed. Receive it. You are on a building project. Receive speed. You are planning to marry. Receive speed. You are in school. Receive speed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is not slow. You know, sometimes when you are expecting and trusting for something, and it looks like God is so slow. But Peter wrote to the brethren and said, Brethren, do not forget one thing. Somebody say, do not forget this one thing. Yeah, there are many things, but this one, don't forget it. 2 Peter 3, 8 and 9. Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. Praise the Lord. You can think I am planner. Okay, even where I am now, even if I meet a, a potential a suitor, okay, we can date for about three months six months then we will plan then he so by the time at least i will need about one year before i get married you see that is a human calculation god is not slow <laughs> turn to your name and say god is not slow you see 
I realize that sometimes, unfortunately, we are the people who slow down God. Sometimes we slow down God. Because when God gets in the fast track mood, sometimes we are too shocked. We think it's fake. I'm not going to get somebody at all. Oh, this guy cannot be real. How can the guy come meet me so three weeks ago and now he wants to see my parents? Ah, no, no, no. I think if you don't take care and you meet your pastor and he's not spiritual, he may tell you, no, cool down. Get to know him better. Get to know him better. You see? That's why we have to be led by the spirit. The Bible said the wind blows where it listed and thou hearest the sound thereof. You cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. One of the things that can stop you in your tracks and can stop you from experiencing the supernatural move of God in your life is your mind. Your mind. You must learn to train your spirit to have the ascendancy above your mind any day, any time. There are times where you have doubt in your mind, but your spirit says yes. And you should learn to move when your spirit says move. I like to pastor people who are sensitive to the spirit of God. I remember one day, a couple here, they are not here. I think they needed something. And they came to me and I spoke to them. I told them, okay, let's uh, hold on to what you have and let us see. Then, one afternoon, I was there. They just came. They said, uh, they have dropped what they are holding on to. And they are moving. My mind. I said, ah, it's not, it doesn't look smart to do that. A bed in hand is worth two in the bush. That's what came to mind. But my spirit said, leave them. Leave them. Leave them. And let them go. So I prayed with them and they went. That same week, what they were holding, when they left that one, without holding, getting the other one, that same week, I think two or three days after, they received the new one they were looking for. There was no assurance prior to that. There was no assurance prior to that. They didn't have any assurance at all. But the natural man will tell you, no, take your time. Take your time. You see, your greatest advantage in life is not your degree. It's your sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Your greatest advantage in life. Your greatest advantage in life. is not your degree. Thank God for it. Your sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. Your sensitivity. Because your degree is what you have been trained to use your mind for. But the Holy Spirit can tell you, drop that and move here. And as you go there, everything you need is already there. That's why spirituality is key to fulfilling destiny. Spirituality. One night, the man slept. One night, woke up. Speed. If you look at the life of Joseph, eh, it was all speed. Everything was fast, fast. Somebody say fast, fast. fast, fast. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is not slow. God is not slow. God is not slow. Oh, I mean, by the time I finish my house, uh, I should be about 40. That is your calculation. <laughs> God can give you a house before you are 40. Yeah. Somebody say an amen. Yeah. God is not slow. God is not slow. God is not slow. Joseph never joined you. I'm surprised. No, check it. If you look at Joseph, he never joined you anywhere. Anywhere he went, there were people already there, but he never joined Q. That guy's fever was strange. He was the last to be born. He's the last but one to be born. He was the first to see visions and dreams. No Q. From his father's house. 
when he went to Potiphar's house, there were many servants before he joined them. You remember? The day the woman decided to lay hands on him, no of the other, so there were other servants before there. But the moment, the moment they saw that the Lord is with him, they say, hey, all the other people who are leaders, let's bench them now. Joseph must take over. And Joseph took over. You see? That's why God being with you is key. Because if God is not with you and you jump, you jump, jump like this, human beings want to attack you. Uh, who are you? Ubadabe. Small boy. See the car you are driving. Small boy. See the house you are building. <laughs> you can't talk. You see, when you carry the presence, men are free to hate you. Because you see, the happenings in your life will provoke hatred for men. But the key thing is that no matter how they hate you, they cannot hate you. Because the same presence secures your life. They looked at the man Isaac. All of a sudden, one year, he started planting. One year, he harvested. Speed. Everything was fast, fast. You say, ah, you, the season is dry. It's a farming time. How can you have all of these things? Then they hated him. But when they attempted to strike, they couldn't strike. Then later they went, they say, listen, we have seen that God is with you. Teach us some of your tricks. He said, my tricks, I have no tricks. My greatest trademark is that God is with me. Make a covenant with me. That's why they made a covenant with him. Because they wanted to experience his God. Everywhere Joseph went, speed, 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 speed. He came to Potiphar's house. He became, he went to the prison. They said, ah, take over. Speedy promotion. Listen, don't be projecting by 50 years I'll be here. Carry God with you. 50 years is too long. Yeah, 50 years is too long. By the time you are 50, your energy for enjoyment has gone down. No. If there is anything good, get it in this your time. Enjoy it in this your time. Yeah, you buy certain cars at a certain age, you can't even enjoy them. Somebody will just be enjoying it for you. Speed. May God give you speedy promotion in life. Under 24 hours, they called him from prison. He said, interpret dream. When he finished, immediately, they said, take over. I put you in charge over all. Wow. May you enjoy speed. I said, may you enjoy speed. Of course. When you begin to experience speed, you provoke hatred and envy. And so the presence must also, number six, thwart satanic plots and plans against your life. That's what the plan does. It thwarts it. I see every demonic plot thwarted. In the mighty name of Jesus. Isaiah 8, 10. He said, devise your strategy. It will be thwarted. Forget about the strategy. They come and tell you, oh, these people are saying this about you. They are conspiring this about you and you can't sleep. I tell people, when you hear their plot, go ahead and sleep. That's it. Why are you losing sleep because of what somebody is planning? The person doing the plan does not got the power to even tell whether he will live to fulfill the plan. And you are worried about the person. Devise your strategy, but it will be thwarted. Propose your plan. It will not stand. For God is. So don't be acting as if you don't know God is with you. When God is with you, people are free to strategize. They are free to plan and propose. But it will not stand. In Job chapter 5 verse 12. He says he thwarts the plans of the crafty so that their hands achieve no success. He thwarts it. He thwarts it. Every satanic plot and plan against your life is sorted. Amen. 
I said it is thwarted in the name of Jesus. He says, surely there is no enchantment against Israel. Neither is there any divination against Jacob. No. Nothing guarantees your safety and security in life like God's manifest presence. Somebody say nothing. Nothing, nothing guarantees it. He said, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Do you know security and safety is one of the greatest concerns of all humanity? Everybody is concerned about his security. Jacob was very much concerned about his security. When he was on his way, what the vow he took involved security. Look at this. Genesis 28, verse 20 to 21. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God be with me and will keep me in this way. Somebody say, keep me. Keep me. Yeah. If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I go and give me food to eat and clothing to put on, verse 21, so that I come to my father's house in what? In peace. So we're talking about security there. He was very much concerned about security. I'm going. But if God will be with me and keep me, then he says, whatever he gives me, I will surely give a tent unto him. Let's read Genesis 31 verse 1 to 3 and see how this thing pan out. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's son saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's and from what was our father's he has acquired all his wealth. This is envy starting now. Jacob saw the countenance of Laban and indeed it was not favorable towards him as before. Look at verse 3. Then the Lord said to Jacob, return. Somebody say return. Ooh, return to the land of your fathers and to your family and I will what? I will. I will. Let's look at verse 4. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah from the field to his flock. Then said, I see your father's countenance. It is not favorable towards me as before. But the Lord of my father has been with. Okay, let's look at verse 6. And you know that with all my might I have served your father. Verse 7. Yet your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God did not allow him to. God did not allow him to. God did not allow him to. He didn't like Jacob. He hated Jacob. But God will not permit him to hurt you. No one will be able to hurt you. Shout, I'm unhurtable. Now look at verse 22 to 29. This is where I want, I like it. Laban was told on the third day that Jacob had fled. Now Jacob was so afraid that Laban might do something to him. So he fled in the night. And he fled before Laban found out. Laban found out after three days. Look at what he did. Then Laban, he took his brethren with him and pursued him for seven days journey. That is like 10 days because they had left three days and then he went. <laughs> he overtook him in the mountains of Gilead. There are people, they have better cars than you, they have better education than you, they have better opportunities than you, and they are seeking to use those opportunities against you. But it is a lie from the pit of hell. No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment is condemned. I declare they shall not hurt you. In the mighty name of Jesus, Laban outran Jacob. But before he got to him, 
Look at what the God of Jacob did. But God had come to Laban. Jacob didn't know this. God had come to Laban the Syrian in a dream by the night. Anyone who is planning evil, in the dream of a night, your God will visit them. In the dream of a night, your God will visit them. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the dream of a night. And said, be careful that you speak neither good nor bad. In other words, when you meet Jacob, be mumu. Yeah, because when you open your mouth, you only speak one or two things. You are speaking good or bad. But can you imagine how foolish it will be to run and outrun somebody and when you get him, you look at him like this. That's what God told him. Speak neither if, if you want to leave. <laughs> I, like, I like he said, speak neither good nor bad. Why? Because no weapon fashioned against you shall every tongue. When he speaks good, you affirm. When he speaks bad, you suck on them. Look at verse 25. So Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent. Yay, Jacob. Somebody who is running away, he ran and got tired. The young man shall run and be weary. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Natural strength for Jacob. He went. But after some time, Laban with his brethren pitched his own. Then he says, Laban was stubborn. He was still talking. He said, what have you done that you have stolen out unknown to me and carried away my daughters like captives taken with the sword? Laban was a cheeto. You see, he's now talking about taking away my daughters. These daughters you sold. <laughs> when you go ahead, spend some time and read it. Because when Jacob called a family meeting and told them, listen, call Leah and call Rachel. He said, you see your father. You see his evil ways. You see how he has treated me. They said, ah, whatever your God has told you do, our father, he has sold us. And we didn't even see the money. That's what the lady said. He said, we are ready to go anywhere with you. Our father sold us and we didn't even see the money. Why did you flee away secretly and steal away from me and not tell me? For I might have sent you away with joy and songs. Wait, is it true? <laughs> He has been warned to change his language. So he's speaking uh, favorably. He's very careful. And with Tibral and Hap. And you did not allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters. Now you have done foolishly in so doing. It is in my power. This is where I'm going. It is in my power to harm you. It is in my power to harm you. Do you know that sometimes we do things that brings us in harm's way? Do, do, you, know? do you know? The best of us the best of us. The best of us. Sometimes we can do things that will bring us in harm's way. Satan will have the power to harm. Our enemies will have the power to harm. But thank God for his enduring mercies. Thank God for his enduring mercies. It's of the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. His compassion fails not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He said, it is in my power. To harm you. But the God of your father spoke to me last night. The God of your father spoke to me last night. Be careful that you speak to Jacob neither good nor bad. See, there are people who are more powerful and they can harm you. They can make you lose certain things you have. But when God's presence is with you, they can't harm you. May the presence of God secure your life. May the presence of God preserve your life. It guarantees the fulfillment of God's word to you.
it guarantees the fulfillment of God's word to you. You see, there are people I've realized they can give you. That's number seven. There are people who can give you promises, but when you need them, when you call them, they don't pick. Have you had any experience like that before? You will call them and they won't pick. Sometimes the phone will even go off. You call first three times to go through. The fourth time is switched off. Yeah. Yeah. But you see, when God gives you a promise, the guarantee that he will fulfill it is his presence with you. He will be with you. That's what he told Jacob. He said, I am with you and I will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to the land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. I will not leave you until I have done what? I will not leave you until I have done that which I have promised. First Samuel 3, 19. And the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up and let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground without fulfillment. May God watch over you to fulfill his word. Shout a better amen. amen. Number eight. It magnetizes multitudes of people to you. God's presence is like a magnet. Nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want is to be with you. It magnetizes. Magnetizes. You see, every magnet can also repel. Do you know? Huh? The law of magnetism. Uh-huh. There is repulsion and attraction. Yeah. And there are some people, God's presence will repel away from your life. Envious, jealous people, pull him down people, crabology people. May God's presence deliver you from such people. And may that presence attract multitudes of good people into your life. When Saul was anointed, the Bible talks about 1 Samuel 10, 26. And Saul also went home to Gibeah. Huh. There went with him a band of men whose heart God had a band of men a band of men may men whose heart God has start come to you yeah. in the mighty name of Jesus yeah. as we start petty church on Sunday may a band of men God's heart has touched may they come into the church in the mighty name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you see sometimes there are people who come into your life you can see that this one God send them from today, God will send people like that into your life. You see, when God wants to change your level, he brings you good people. Good people. Good people. All of a sudden, they share good ideas with you. They give you good counsel. That is what is coming your way. I said that is what is coming your way. Let me close with number nine. It guarantees supernatural success. Your will succeed. Your will succeed. The presence of God will make you successful. In the mighty name of Jesus. Joshua's military campaign was a super success. Everywhere he went. You know, Joshua 1.8. This book of the Lord shall not depart from you. You can take your seat. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your eyes. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And you have good success. Number nine. Number nine. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be a, nor be this. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That was the secret of his success. 
Genesis 29, 23. The keeper of the prison looked not unto anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to be successful. Everything. David, 1 Samuel 18, 14 and 15. In everything he did, he had great success. Everything you do, may you have great success. 1 Samuel 18, 14. Everything he did. Is it possible? Yes. It is possible. Everything you do can be a great success when God is with you. In everything he did. Somebody say in everything he did. Yeah. Because the Lord was with him. The reason why everything he did succeeded was because the Lord was with him. And when Saul saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him. King Hezekiah, close with that. Second Kings chapter 18, 7 and 8. And the Lord was with him. Somebody say, the Lord is with me. The Lord was with him. He was successful in whatever he undertook. Nothing will fail in your hand again. Nothing will fail in your hand again. Nothing will fail in your hand again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everything the Lord was, whatsoever he did undertook, he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve them. Verse 8, he says, And from watchtower to fortify, he defeated the Philistines as far as Gaza and his territory. Why? Because the Lord is with him. Listen, when people are describing your success, may they not find anything to say other than saying the Lord is with him. May they say the Lord is with him. You see, when people can explain you, they can easily annihilate you. But when the secret behind your success, Pastor Ray, is the Lord is with you, you are simply indefeatable, undefeatable. Nobody. Why? Because nobody can stand against the Lord. Afraqa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afraqa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you.